Welcome into the Fresh Take Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and today is Monday, January 12th, and what a wild divisional round weekend that we got. We're going to recap all the games here and then predict the national championship between Clemson and LSU. But first, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Then there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, podcasts and many more you can also make money off your podcast it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started all right let's go let's just get this out of the way right now to start off the podcast the best thing in sports and professional sports is postseason football No question about it. The greatest thing ever in sports is postseason football. There's nothing that can top it. And I don't care what you say. Basketball, baseball, soccer, hockey, the Olympics, whatever. You can even say game seven in all those sports if you want. Nothing is better than week-to-week postseason football in the National Football League or even like a national championship in college or whatever. Nothing is better than the NFL and postseason football. And this week, Absolutely showed it. You have historic uh, games, historic wins, I should say, historic comebacks. I just, it was just amazing. It was just amazing. I loved every single one of it. All the games were fun to watch. Maybe the first game between the uh, Vikings and 49ers wasn't what it, I won't say lived up to, but it wasn't as like the other ones. I mean, but this game was still entertaining. We'll start off with that game first. But um, the 49ers ended up kicking the Vikings' ass pretty much, 27-10. That 49ers defense is amazing. It's been amazing all season long. Richard Sherman, I, I hate when he p- tries to play like we've been talking smack about him because really everyone knows that Richard Sherman is a Hall of Fame cornerback. He is going to do the Hall of Fame, and he might be a first ballot. That might be the only question for Richard Sherman. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? And uh, to me, I say yes because he's probably one of the, or not probably, probably eh, maybe probably, the greatest cornerback of our generation. I You could probably put in Darrell Rivas in there of a generation. I believe Richard Sherman was in that talks of, you know, with him a little bit. Patrick Peterson is also a really good corner in this generation. You could say he is maybe one of the greatest of the generation. I'm not going to say the greatest, but I will say probably. Richard Sherman is that man. Even with after his torn Achilles and what he did with his contract, he is still a one of the best corners in the league. I hate when he kind of like downplays it, or I don't want to say downplays it, but he downplays us saying that we didn't believe in him. No, I go, no, we believed in you. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I, first of all, I believed in him. I believe him, so I, I don't know why I see this negativity towards him. And I also I always always loved Richard Sherman in uh, Seattle. I didn't mind him going into San Francisco. I didn't think Richard Sherman was going to be like a prime Richard Sherman. He still isn't. He's still very good. I that's what I kind of thought for Richard Sherman. He'd be really really good, just not prime Richard Sherman in Seattle. And he I guess he might be showing that just a little bit. But I still, I don't like when he takes shots on Twitter or whatever, saying like, oh, you guys didn't believe in me. No, we did believe in you. We still, we all think you are a first bad Hall of Famer. We still think you are very, very good. I, I don't know why he's taking shots at people. Oh, well, it's Richard Sherman, though, one of the greatest trash talkers in the NFL. So it's fun to watch him from that. But, you know, this was pretty much the story of the uh, 49ers defense. They kept uh, Dalvin Cook in check, which is hard to do. Nine carries for 18 yards, which is absolutely ridiculous. Aaron Jones and one carry for the Green Bay Packers surpassed Dalvin Cook on the first play of the game, which is pretty uh, it was fun to watch. 
kept Stephon Diggs in check, Adam Thielen in check, Kyle Rudolph. I mean, this 49ers defense is ridiculously good. Um, their offense, though, is good enough where they can win a Super Bowl. And, I mean, clearly, they're in the NFC Championship. But, like, they're good enough to win a Super Bowl because they don't make many mistakes. And they get the first downs. They make some big plays. They're not flashy or anything. George Kittle's great. Devin Coleman. I mean, just really their their whole um, offense. They have a lot of good playmakers. But Jimmy G is kind of a, you know, I don't want to say manageable quarterback. He's not a game manager. And sometimes he is. I think, at worst, he's a game manager. And, at best, He's just a good quarterback. He's not great. He's not gonna. He's not gonna flex or anything. He's not gonna be amazing. But he's he's good enough to win you some games, and that's what he did in this game. Went 11 for 19, 131 yards, one touchdown, that one interception. I don't even think that interception hurt him a little bit. I don't think they even scored off that interception. Just that shows how good that uh, 49ers defense is. They got an interception on Kirk Cousins. And by the way, people say like, oh, Kirk Cousins not good in like prime time or like playoff games. This wasn't a bad performance from him. I mean, 21 for 29, 172 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, the interception hurt a little bit, but this was not a bad game. He didn't have a great game, but I, I say he had about an above average game. I mean, this wasn't like Kirk Cousins where we saw like against the Packers on primetime football or the Chicago Bears. This was still this was this was a respectable Kirk Cousins. Just they the 49ers were really good against that running game, and the Vikings really couldn't do anything about it. It's a tough way for the Vikings to end because like they have a really good defense. They also have a Super Bowl caliber defense. But this offense seems to time and time again, especially in the playoffs and big games, they kind of shut off a little bit, and it raises questions for the Vikings uh, coaching staff. Um, with uh, Mike Zimmer, uh, excuse me, Mike Zimmer. I mean, because he's had this talented roster. They always have some good records with him. He has some great defenses. The offense has been up and down, and this year it was mostly towards the up. Kirk Cousins, everyone's saying that, oh, he might be the best quarterback in the NFC North, which I still don't see it. But because as long as Aaron Rodgers is in the NFC North, Aaron Rodgers is still the, the best quarterback in the division. But people are saying, oh, Kirk Cousins, these stats are amazing. He's doing great, yada, yada, yada. But still, you cannot even with, and I will admit, Kirk Cousins still had some really, really good stats. They couldn't find a way to get over the hump of winning a, uh, get to the NFC Championship, getting to a Super Bowl, winning the big games, and so on. So, I mean, it's hard for the Vikings. I mean, I don't want to say hard for the Vikings. They have some really talented guys on that team, really talented. The coaching staff, it comes down to the coaching staff. And Mike Zimmer, I don't think he'll be fired because he, again, he has some very, 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 very good qualities of a head coach he has some great success the only thing he's not winning these big games in the playoffs and it's hurting him a little bit I feel like next year though he could be very well on the hot seat and it could be costing him a job I like Mike Zimmer he's gonna if he does get fired he'll easily find a job somewhere else and maybe not because you're saying if you look at this roster this roster has a lot of talent a lot of talent they're just not putting it together that offensive line is still shaking we saw it against San Francisco Joey Bosa was just uh, excuse me Nick Bosa was just everywhere i mean he is still probably in like the head of kirk cousins so right now i mean the 49ers going to the nfc championship they're going to host the nfc championship and um we might as well talk about the other nfc game that just ended a few hours ago the green bay packers my team my man aaron Rodgers, man he came up big he didn't have to be aaron Rodgers that we you know we always talk about vintage aaron Rodgers. he still had a good performance 16 for 27 243 two touchdowns he was unstoppable on third downs 
He got some nice passes, Devontae Adams, and came up big on the last play to Devontae Adams to pretty much seal the deal, get that first down. Seattle has to burn a couple timeouts and a big pass to Jimmy uh, Graham, who uh, had his revenge game against Seattle, if you so may say. Uh, maybe he earned that $33 million from and not that just just this one game. Who knows? I mean, he's still probably not going to be on the team next year. But anyway, the Packers, this is a big win for them because a lot of people have, uh, have kind of said, like, is this a really, this is a, is this a good team? Is this a real, like, first-round buy team? They weren't great, but this kind of like silent the critics a little bit. They won. They beat Russell Wilson. They beat a very talented team still, even though their running backs have been hurt. This defense has been a little banged up. They still beat this team, and they beat them respectively. Now, here's the thing. The Packers still, yet again, what they do is they win ugly. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if you win. If you keep winning, that's all that matters in football and in any sport. But they're letting these teams back into games. Like uh, at halftime, it was 21 to 3. This game should have been over. This game was like, this should not have been a close game. It ended up being 28 to 23. The Packers' motto for, especially with Matt LaFleur, has been all gas, no effing break. And it seems like that in the first half all gas, no break. But once they get to the second half, it's all break, no gas. They only scored one touchdown in the second half. Now, it was good enough for them to win. But Seattle scored 20 points in the second half. That is an issue, especially when you face now the San Francisco 49ers. You cannot let them back into games. That is a really good team. Maybe not the experience like I would say Aaron Rodgers has or anything, but you can't let these teams back into games. You can't do it. It's going to hurt you. And if you do reach the Super Bowl, and it's going to be either we'll talk about it with the Kansas City Chiefs or Tennessee Titans, you cannot let especially the Kansas City Chiefs back into games, especially what we just saw what they did to the Houston Texans. It is unbelievable what they did. But still, Green Bay, if you want to win this NFC Championship and if you want to win the Super Bowl, you if you are up big like 21-3 to at halftime, you have to bury them in the second half. You cannot give them a hope. You can't give them a slim of hope thinking that they can maybe come back. Russell Wilson is a talented quarterback. He is really good. He is an experienced quarterback. He's a Super Bowl champion. He should be an MVP in this league. And somehow, he, and some way down the road, he better be an MVP because he very well deserves it. He is a talented quarterback. And he had a banged-up team and somehow scored 20 points in the second half against your team, and you couldn't find a way to um, score. Granted, the Packers, what they did really well was waste the clock. That is beautiful to see by the Green Bay Packers, but yet you still want to see those points on the board. You want to respond when they score, and they did that once, which is nice to see, but still, you cannot let them score 20 points in the second half. That Green Bay defense was great in the first half, but Russell Wilson was very good at running the clock a little bit and tiring out the Packers defense. The Packers defense has been phenomenal in the last like couple weeks. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Blake Martinez, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Adrian Amos, they have been absolutely phenomenal for the Packers this year. But this was a game where we kind of saw them get exposed a little bit. If you keep them on the field, they are going to break. All season they've had that bend but don't break defense. They somewhat broke today, and it kind of hurt them a little bit. It kind of been exposed. And here's the thing. The um, the the 49ers have already beat the Packers, and they crushed the Packers. Kyle Shanahan's going to know this. He knows. He's a very smart guy. He might be up there for the coach of the year because this is, the 49ers were not a good team last year and turned them into a Super Bowl Super Bowl contender, without a doubt. Probably a Super Bowl team if they can beat the Packers. But uh, this is a team, the Green Bay Packers, 
very they, they answered some questions about them saying oh well can they beat a good team like the seattle seahawks are they really a good 13 and 3 team are they one and done or not well they answered the question but still you're going to go to san francisco you're going to san francisco a team that demolished you back in uh, at santa clara the question is now can can you respond to that can you get a little revenge from that and here's the thing i love the packers as the underdog in this i'm a packer fan as a lot of people know i love them as the underdog because a lot of people are not expecting them to win and i still think a lot of people were not expecting the sea uh the packers to win this game i think a lot of people were still picking the seahawks granted the packers are favored but the line kind of shifted towards the seahawks a little bit people were picking the seahawks so to me I still think I I don't want to make my predictions now. I I feel like the the week should go on, maybe build the suspense a little bit. So I'll let it Friday. But they've already released the um, the odds for that. I think the the Packers are a seven point underdog. I won't tell you who I'm gonna pick, but I, I mean here's the thing. I'm a Packer fan. You guys know who I'm gonna pick. But um, I still think this isn't like a runaway game for San Francisco. I think Green Bay can make adjustments. Again, this is the playoffs. Green Bay is somewhat more experienced. Uh, granted, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, Richard Sherman, he's the one that has the experience. And on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, it's Aaron Rodgers. And, hey, even defense, you can say there is some experience with Adrian Amos um, there, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you can't really say Preston. You can make, you can say Zadarius. He was in it last year with the Ravens. But for, for the Packers, this is both teams with less experience uh, because, the, again, the only ones with the Packers is the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers, Mason Crosby, and there's really no one on that defense besides Z Smith and Amos on that team that has experience. Oh, Devontae Adams, too, and he had a great game. I mean, and here's the thing for the Packers, and when you face the Packers, I don't understand why teams don't do this. Double team, double coverage, Devontae Adams. I don't understand. And here's the thing. I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm mostly an offensive guy, so I maybe can't get into the heads of defenses as well, but like, you probably I, a lot of people probably can't name the number two receiver in Green Bay, Alan Lazard, and people like who is that? Like where did he come? He was an undrafted free agent, um, signed off the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad. He is the number two wide receiver in Green Bay. Geronimo Allison hasn't had a good year. Mark has Valdez Scantling hasn't had a good year. Jimmy Graham he finally had a good game this uh, for this year, but he's not a consistent wide receiver. The running backs, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, those are guys are big big name guys for them. They've been doing really well, but I still understand like. Keep the ball out of Adams' hands in the passing game. You can most likely stop the Green Bay, the the offense a little bit through the passing game and the Aaron Rodgers. And that's what they kind of did uh, the first time in the game um, between between the 49ers and Packers. But still, like Seattle, this is a eight catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns. They had Devontae Adams, eight catches, 160 in the seat, in the yards, two touchdowns. Like you knew this was going to happen. And once you saw it happen, you didn't make any adjustments, especially in the second half where they torched you in the first half. So as a Packer fan, I love it. And I love the underdog role that they got because not many people believe in this team. A lot of people didn't believe this team in the preseason. A lot of people were saying this, they are rebuilding the Green Bay Packers. Oh, they're going younger. They're rebuilding. They're going after these um, young defensive ends. Zadarius and Preston Smith, 24 or 25 years old. Adrian Amos, 25 years old. They're going young. And then drafting Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage. Oh, two years in a row, they didn't make the playoffs. They're rebuilding. Aaron Rodgers, that's it. And here they are in the NFC Championship. Then they're saying, oh, they're the worst 13-3 and team. Oh, they're one and done. Here they are in the NFC Championship. Yet again, I mean... Again, I like the underdog role. This is kind of what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers. He, he succeeds in this underdog role a little bit. Usually when he is the top performer, not as good. I love the underdog role for the Packers, and I can't wait for the game. I, I'm very excited. The first game, I will admit, I was not looking forward to that 49ers game in the regular season. I was kind of like, 
I don't know about this, especially because like we went to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers and we did not do good there. I'm like, I don't know, California, man, that's tough. For some reason, they can't perform in California, and well, then and they kind of, and I didn't have that gut feeling, like I didn't have a good feeling, like oh, well, this should be a competitive game. I kind of had that feeling where like, uh, I don't, I don't feel good about today, and well, here we are. I do feel good about this game though. I really do. It might be because well, we just beat the Seahawks in a playoff game, but I feel really good about this game. Second time against the 49ers, Aaron Rodgers in the postseason, underdog. I mean, it is just. It's just written right there for the Green Bay Packers. First year head coach. A lot of people were saying in the pre in the offseason too, saying, Oh, you can't win with a first year head coach. Here are the Packers. They just won their first game with a first year head coach. A lot of things are happening here. And here's the thing, like I saw a tweet, TJ Lang tweeted out he wants to see a Chiefs and Packers Super Bowl. I feel like that would be so fitting for the one hundredth season in the NFL, going back to the first Super Bowl between the Packers and Chiefs. I won't say who. I mean, I would I mean, I would love to see the Packers win, but the Packers won the first one. I want to know if the NFL would want to see the Packers win. Maybe Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But still, I would love to see Green Bay. I'm not going to say destroy because I don't feel like they can destroy the 49ers. I think they can get into Jimmy Garoppolo's head a little bit because, again, he's not shown that he's a phenomenal quarterback. He's, he's not. And this is what the Packers did in the, couple, the first couple weeks in the NFL. Let Mitch Trubisky play quarterback and let Kirk Cousins play quarterback. I feel like they got to do the same thing with um, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. You stop that running game, let Jimmy Garoppolo thing. He does have some good targets, though, with George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, and others as well. So that's a little tougher to say, hey, make him play quarterback because, well, he's got these weapons that can get open and are very good, and maybe you don't want him playing quarterback. But I'd rather Jimmy Garoppolo beat the Packers instead of Tevin Coleman, Matt Bra- uh, Brieta, and some uh, other, Robert Mozart, I believe is his name. I would rather see... Jimmy Garoppolo beat us instead of the running backs because the running backs are pretty much the heart and soul of his offense. And I feel comfortable with the Packers picking part the 49ers than I do then Jimmy G picking part the Packers. And maybe not this week because Russell Wilson kind of did that, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not a guy that's going to scramble. Russell Wilson, what he brings to the table is he loves to scramble, and the Packers had to adjust to that. I don't think the Packers have to, to adjust to Jimmy Garoppolo, but we'll see. That game should be a fun game. Um, I believe, I hope it's a it's the early Sunday game, which it is. It's at 5:40, so I can watch uh, parts of it. Because I, I guess I got I got sucked into an Amaro in Amaro basketball team, which I'm not complaining. But like my greatest, I told him like, yeah, I guess I'll play whatever. So uh, I'll leave my sports show here for the college radio station like 10 minutes early to come play with you guys at 8 o'clock. I was just hoping like, oh, I kind of hope that like, the Packers don't play during that time, and they kind of do, but. I can still watch the Packers at least hopefully maybe get the win at least. I was and here's the thing, I'm really mad too. And maybe I gave the Packers a win. Maybe I'm like their good luck charm when I don't go to the games because I've been to two games already. The Arizona Cardinals in the last year and the Eagles this year. They're 0 and 2. Every they've lost every single time I went. And this I was thinking about going to this game because the tickets first of all started off at like $200. I was like, "Okay, that's like a price that I'm not really going to do." But then the price has dropped. It dropped to 150. Oh, okay, now we're talking and dropped to 100. Oh, now we're talking and dropped to $83. I'm like, "Oh my god." And it was a good seat too. It was like near the 40, 30 yard line. It's a good like you're not too high, you're not too low. But the only thing was is I was not happy that it was going to snow on the way back. It wasn't going to snow when I was going up to Green Bay. Have no problem with that. But the way back and night snowing from Green Bay to Naperville, Illinois, 
yeah, I'm not really trying to drive for four to four and a half hours, not doing it. And right now it is snowing in Green Bay, so I'm kind of like, okay, I'm glad I didn't go. But at the end of the day, the Packers won, so I'm kind of like, oh, I wanted to see my first Packers win, especially in a playoff game. And also, Al Harris was there, James Jones was there, Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo, KCP, uh, James Lofton, and Lil Wayne was there. I was like, are you serious? Everyone's just going to be there when I am thought about going. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go. I was like, are you serious? And I couldn't believe it, but I was great. Here's the thing. I'd rather take an L for not going to the game. But I'd rather see the Packers get the W. So that's fine. I'm not, I'm, I'm, if I'm in their bad luck charm, I won't go to the games until like maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe. Depending on who they play. Because here's the thing. When I went to the Cardinals game, I was expecting the Packers to win that game. Like I was like, Cardinals, terrible team. They're, they're going to get the number one overall pick. We should at least beat the Cardinals. Nope. We'd end up losing. I guess on the bright side, it was Mike McCarthy's last game. Brought in uh, LaFleur. So I was kind of like, okay, we got a new coach out of it. All right, sweet. Maybe maybe that was some good luck. But then I go to the Eagles game, and I feel like the Packers should have won that game. They got a hose a little bit at the end with that non-pass interference call on Valdez-Scantlin. But I was like, I, I was I was ready for that because that was Aaron Rodgers working his magic. Like, if he walks off this game, oh, my God, I get to see Aaron Rodgers do his magic in person. Missed the pass interference call. It was intercepted. Game over. I was like, oh, my God. We should have won that game. Should have won that game. And, yep, well, maybe I'll go to this game. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to risk it. It's going to snow. I'm, I don't have good luck at Lambeau. There's a lot of cons to this game more than pros. So I'm like, I'm not going to go. I don't want to drive, what, like eight hours there in, uh, total there and back. And I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay, well, if I spend the $83, okay, $20, and really $40 on gas, I got to get some food. So like, okay, that's 150. That's not bad. I'm like, okay, if it snows though, I'm definitely going to stay in a hotel somewhere down the road. Okay. That's probably around $240 or uh, around there. So I'm like, mm, okay, I don't want to go. Yeah. I, it's more harm of me going. I'm a college student. Like, come on. I, I don't have just $240 just laying around. I might have like a rainy day thing situation. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Never mind. I'll just freaking stay here. I got to watch in my dorm. Got the W. That's all that matters. Green Bay, San Francisco. Unfortunately, I cannot fly out to San Francisco and buy the tickets for the NFC Championship. So, hey, that might be a pro for the uh, Packers there. So, I won't be going to that game. So, I hope hopefully the Packers can win. We'll have the uh, – well, might as well talk about the AFC now because the AFC was really crazy um, in, in the playoffs. Let's start off with the Titans and Ravens. This was an ugly game and for the Ravens. I did say in the last episode that I will. I know those Titans are going to cover the spread. I picked the Titans in the spread. I didn't think they were going to win, though. That was crazy. That was the crazy part because, like, the Ravens have looked like world beaters this year. 14-2, and two, Lamar Jackson doing his thing. Their defense has been great. They laid an egg. And, that, by the way, this was not a bad game by Lamar Jackson. This was not. This game is definitely not on him. I know he had two interceptions. By the way, one of them was kind of towards the end of the game. Okay, that's, that's kind of like, but then I, but then I, but then I, one of the interceptions did come at a costly time. He threw for 365 yards, one touchdown, one thirty-one for 59, ran for over 100, but then I, but then I, but then I, pretty solid game for Lamar Jackson. I was kind of happy about that, but uh, I, I just could not believe that that Ravens team did not show but then I, Receivers were dropping balls left and right. The only receiver that came out was pretty much Hollywood Brown. I could not believe that 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 what we just saw. Derrick Henry, they couldn't stop him. They, quite frankly, just could not stop him at all. 
30 carries, 195 yards. Ryan Tannehill, now that, this is a game manager. 7 for 14, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Protect the ball, give it to Derrick Henry, occasionally throw like a play-action pass, and you're fine. I mean, that's what they did. And it was a, to me, it was fun to watch this game, though. I, because here's the thing, I like Tennessee. I really like Tennessee because they have had a great season. This was a team that started like, what, 2-4? and four? And then all of a sudden they went, they won like seven games, and here they are in the playoffs. They made the playoffs with the last game of the season, and they be, they defeated the Patriots. Now they defeated the Ravens. I love Derrick Henry. I loved him last year because he is just so good. And they that team is solely based on Derrick Henry. And then that defense is really good. I feel like that defense is underrated because there's no big name guys on that team. They have a really really good defense. Mike Vrabel too is a awesome head coach. I guess if they lose or if they win the Super Bowl, they got to cut off his penis. I want to see if he does that too. I probably not, but still, man, and some headlines right there saying, hey, I. Well, you said this. If you win a Super Bowl, you would cut off your penis. Well, if you guys win a Super Bowl, you got to stay true to that. I don't know. But still, I like the Tennessee. I feel bad for my brother, though. I feel bad for my, like, I feel bad for my brother, my sister, my uncle, all my family members that live in Florida. Because, well, if you're, they live close to Miami. They somewhat support the Miami Dolphins. But my, my, uh, my brother's a huge Ravens fan, and my sister's a big Ravens fan, too. They loved, first of all, they love my, they love the Ravens because of the Ed Reed and Ray Lewis days. Two guys from the UM going to Baltimore. They loved them. They they pretty much followed them into the NFL, saying we like the Ravens. So they so they stayed with the Ravens, and now they love Lamar Jackson. And I text him like, man, I, I my brother, I I didn't I didn't mean to like be a, a jerk and be like, hey, are the Ravens. I I meant like, are the Ravens like I meant to text him like, hey man, are the Ravens okay? Like, what is wrong with them? I, I don't watch the Ravens as much, but, like, what is wrong with them? And he kind of took an offense, like, shut up, like, shut the hell up. Don't, don't don't talk to me. Like, I didn't mean to be a jerk. Like, I, what, like, I just turn on the TV, and I see it's, like, 7-0 Titans, and I see Lamar throwing an interception. Like, hey, what is going on here? Like, put, like what's going on? Like, their defense was just not ready for it. They ran down the field or something like that, and he, he, didn't, he took it to a fence. I'm like, I understand. If, probably if he texts me if the Packers are losing, like, hey, what's going on? Like, dude, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. But um, I don't know. But I did text him. I did text. I didn't text my brother after games. I knew he would kind of be mad about it. But I texted my sister saying like, "Hey, how do you feel being a Ravens and Dolphin fan? And you know, you were a Dolphins fan. Guess who was the quarterback for the Dolphins? Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill just beat your team and is going to the AFC Championship. And he could never do that with the Dolphins. And she was fierce. She could not believe it. My uncle does not have a dog in the fight. He loves UM. He's not a big Dolphins fan. He's a Giants guy. So I, so I t- kind of text him to him like, hey, how do you feel that, you know, even though you're in Miami, that Ryan Tannehill is winning, is just pretty much beat, like, I guess uh, your, you know, your, how, how would it go? Nephew's team? I think that's how it goes. How to feel you beat your nephew and niece's team. He's like, you know what would be the funny thing is? It would be funnier if um, Ryan Tannehill goes to the Super Bowl because it's in Miami and he wins it here in front of Dolphins fans for the Tennessee Titans. I'm like, I, first, I couldn't, didn't even think about that. I'm like, oh, my God. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Ryan Tannehill winning a Super Bowl for the Tennessee Titans in Miami. That is just poetic right there. So I hope Tennessee can do it. I, but they got to face a tough team. Tennessee beat the Ravens 28 to 12. Now they're going to have to take on a juggernaut in the Kansas City Chiefs and this game was this game was on crack first of all. Let's just say that. The game was on crack, okay? The Titans were up 20 or excuse me, the Texans were up 20 
four to nothing. Everyone was writing them. I was writing the Chiefs off, saying like, this is unbelievable. I cannot believe that the Chiefs showed up like this. 24 to nothing and scored an unanswered 41 points is unheard of. Patrick Mahomes, they were down 24 to zero in the start of the second quarter. 24 to zero, uh, maybe a little further down the second quarter, like 10 minutes left in the second quarter. They were down 24 to zero. At halftime, the Chiefs were up 28 to 24. Four touchdowns in a span of 10 minutes. Unreal by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Unreal. Unreal. I mean, they had six. Let's see. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight possessions of scoring touchdowns. How? What? Like, I, here's the thing. I know. Here's the thing. I, I picked in this game, but I just 10. But, and I also picked the over in this game, but I just could not believe I could not believe that you're up 24 to nothing and then you still lose by the spread. You lose by 20. That is absolutely unreal. The Kansas City Chiefs are the first team ever in the NFL to to be down by 20 and win by 20 in a regular season game and a playoff game. Absolutely ridiculous. Patrick Mahomes had an unreal day. Again, this is the reigning MVP, so I, I we should not be surprised by this. 321 yards. Five touchdowns. They couldn't guard Travis Kelsey. Ten touch, uh, ten receptions, 134 yards, three touchdowns. This was unreal. And by the way, it's not like the offense had a bad game. This Texas defense, I said in the beginning, their secondary is god-awful, and it showed today. Deshaun Watson had a good game. This was the Mitch Trubisky Bowl, and both quarterbacks did good. So unfortunately, one of them has to lose. And, well, I guess one of them has to join Mr. Bisky and the Chicago Bear fans on the, on the couch a little bit. So this was an unfortunate game for the um, Texans. You blow a 24-point lead. That is unreal. And the Chiefs are favored in this game. So right now, Odd Shark Vegas is saying that it's going to be a Kansas City Chiefs versus um, versus the San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl. I would love to see Tennessee and Green Bay. I would love. Not because it's my team. Because, you know, these two teams have probably had one of the ugliest seasons in, like, the NFL. Like, you start the season 2-4, and four, you switch over to Ryan Tannehill, and then Ryan Tannehill leads you to the Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers, they win ugly. They have they, they have not crushed one opponent this year. The only team they crushed was the Washington, not even, no, it was the Washington Redskins. That was the only team they crushed. Other than that, every game has been close. They've kept teams in games, and they win ugly. Imagine both these teams in it. You have a red-hot Kansas City Chiefs team that's sexy with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, uh, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. That defense has gotten better. And then you have a sexy team in Jimmy Garoppolo, Richard Sherman, that defense, Kyle Shanahan, George Kittle, Tevin Coleman. I mean, you have these sexy teams, and then you have, like, these teams that, like, whoa, like, like you're surprised that these teams are here. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and then you look at the Packers. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, Geronimo Allen. Packers making the Super Bowl. Like, okay, like that was kind of expected for me anyway because I thought the Packers would kind of be in this situation. But, like, the Titans, that one was like a, whoa, like, how did this team get here? I like it, though. I love I And there was a 1.4% chance of the Packers and Titans meeting in the Super Bowl. 
don't tell me the odds because I would love, 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 love to see the Titans and the Packers. The ugliest, this might be the ugliest Super Bowl, and I am so down for it. So down for it. Especially because I don't want to see the Packers facing the Chiefs because I, I think I think we all know how that would go. Patrick Mahomes, and yeah, that would not be a fun game for, for me because that would be very stressful. I think this game for the 49ers and Packers are gonna be is gonna be stressful, but I still got the Packers winning it. I think they can I think they can do it. I honestly think they could do it. They're huge underdogs. Aaron Rodgers underdog story here postseason, love it. Give me it. Spam spam the Packers money line. That's what I'm gonna do this weekend. Spam the Packers money line. That's what I'm all gonna do every day. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a couple dollar, uh, dollars down. And be like Packers money line. Packers money line. Maybe the spread if I'm, maybe a spread if I'm really daring. No, I might as well bet the spread. Yeah, I might as well bet the spread if I'm thinking think the Packers are gonna win. Give me maybe one day money line, the other day spread. Money line spread. Money line spread. Maybe a couple hours might might change it up a little bit. But give me the Packers. I, I trust Aaron Rodgers. I am going to trust Aaron Rodgers. I think they are going to do it. I won't say what's going to happen. I might I might say it. I mean, I've already said one game. I might as well say the other one. I think Kansas City is going to do it. So, I mean, that's I guess that's my early prediction for that. But it's still, like, anything could change in the week. Maybe an injury happens or maybe, like, I don't know, maybe change of heart a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah, that's what I have early right now, early prediction, I guess, Packers and Kansas City. And speaking of predict, uh, predictions, I should say, we have one more game in college football. It is the big one, the national championship, Clemson and LSU. Again, I'm a little biased. I'm a Clemson fan. I still think Clemson can win this game. I really still think Clemson can win this game. Um, I think the spread right now, Clemson 5.5. I'm going to take Clemson 5.5. I think it can easily cover. Even if, even if this is like not a Clemson win, or like even like if you still think LSU is going to win, I would say Clemson five and a half because that defense, this is probably the best defense LSU has seen is going to see. I will still take Clemson and this is the LSU's defense. This is the best offense they're going to see in LSU or in Clemson. So I still think Clemson five and a half, but I do think it's going to be over 68 easy over. I think both teams are, I think like we can see a chance where like, it's kind of be like that chiefs and Rams game where like, the defense is still going to play a major part, but the offense looks like, with the point-wise, like it looks like there was no defense. I I think it's going to be that type of game because these are two great offenses going up against each other. I mean, Joe Burrow, unreal year he's having, going to be the number one pick in 2020, but then you have Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in 2021. I still think, and then Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, we got Justin Jefferson over there for LSU. Like this is this is gonna be a high-scoring game, but I do feel like the defense can make some plays for each other. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of turnovers. I know Joe Burrow is very accurate, but you know you have Isaiah Simmons for like Clemson. That is gonna be very tough to you know. That's just one player, uh, for example. That's gonna be hard to trick, hard to get over because he is a very talented linebacker slash safety slash corner slash defensive line. He does everything. This is gonna be a fun game to watch. ESPN thinks Clemson can win. Vegas thinks LSU can win. This is pretty much a down the line game. I think it could. I don't think for this game. I do not think Clemson has a chance to destroy this team. If there is a chance to destroy a team, it's going to be LSU to destroy Clemson. Because, again, that offense is just so good. I don't trust Clemson's offense yet. And I, I shouldn't say yet because it's the last game. But I don't trust this Clemson team this offense to destroy LSU because we have not seen that. We saw, we saw this with bad teams. But with that Ohio State game, they didn't destroy Ohio State's defense. So I, I still think I think Clemson can win this game close. Now that's what I that's what a lot of people thought last year. I, if Clemson was going to beat Alabama, it was going to be a close game. 
ended up being Clemson destroys. Uh, it ended up being Clemson destroying Alabama. Maybe it's the exact same thing, but I think this LSU team is a lot uh, talented than the Alabama team last year. I think for me, I am going to pick Clemson. I am going to pick Clemson. I think it will not be close. I think this has a real chance being like a 35 or a 34 to 31 game. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to go 34 31. I'm going to go 34 31 Clemson in this game. That game is going to be on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Make sure you make sure you watch it. Um, it's going to be a fun game. Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. That's all you got. That's really all you need. Like those two names together, like right there, it's like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Even if it, if it wasn't a national championship game, like you would want to watch these two quarterbacks face off against each other. And it could be a good success, uh, story in the NFL when these two two guys uh, face off against each other. That is going to be a fun uh, a showdown between them, uh, between Lawrence and and uh, Burrow in, in the future. But, hey, also make sure you tune in to Wednesday's podcast because we have a very, very special guest coming in, Kyle Duggar, an NFL prospect, coming on the show for an interview. He is projected to go in the second or third round, and I've watched his tape. This guy is legit. He is legit. He's a Division II talent. This guy should not have been in Division II. This guy should have been, like, on Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. Like, he should have been in, like, with those programs. He is so good. I mean, he just a he is just stands out in the Division II level. He is so good, man. I guarantee you this guy is going to be special, Kyle Duggar. Make sure you tune into the podcast on Wednesday. We're going to have an interview from him. Again, like for some reason, he's projected to go like second, third round. I don't see him surviving to the third round. He is going to get drafted in the second round. He is, I guarantee it. You can quote me back on this, and I'll, I'll say it on Wednesday's episode too. You can quote me on it. He will be drafted in the second round. He will be. If he gets drafted in the third round, that is a steal by any team. By any team, he is that good. And he's going to be in the Senior Bowl. Watch out for him. He is a talented talented beast he is going to be good kyle duggar make sure you tune into that episode on wednesday in the meantime remember go clemson should be a good game and hey packers don't disappoint me on uh sunday but we still got plenty of time for that uh for wednesday and friday but in the meantime stay fresh everyone